1: Time. It's time it's time. T- time. for the hard-hitting analysis you won't find anywhere else. Here's
0: former Super Bowl winning scout Brian Broadus and Bobby Belt. Ten, five, victory! Cowboys win! This is Love of the yes! Star. Star. God. Welcome to the Love the Star Podcast. I'm Bobby Bell, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 Through the Fan in Dallas. Joined as always by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Brodus. He is now the co-host of the G Bag Nation, two to seven p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105 Through the Fan in Dallas. He's also the pre and post game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network, uh, which that job is currently out of season for him. He's uh, yeah. he's not doing that because obviously the season ended, and we're not bitter about that at all. We're, we we've moved on completely. We don't have any ill feelings. It's not making us say, it is, it still is a little bit. We're, we're still a little frustrated by it. Uh, Brian, we we had our, our first weekend without Cowboys uh, football this past weekend. Uh, but as we kind of take a look ahead, and that's what a lot of this episode is going to be today, taking a look ahead to the offseason, things that they need to address, identify, You know where what are the pressing needs as they head into the offseason, where things stand with the coaching staff and everything else. But before we dive into some of that, was there anything that you took away from this playoff weekend that you said, man, that's what those teams or a couple of those teams, that's just what they do different than the Dallas Cowboys. That That's what has those teams closer to championship glory than the Dallas Cowboys.
1: You know, Bobby, when you watch the Packers play the 49ers, you realize how good the 49ers are in the middle of their defense. Yeah. You realize how good they are at linebacker and – and the safety play and stuff. And because it was very clear to me when Jordan Love threw the ball to the outside, it was, you know, he was fine. That ball went to the middle of the field. It was a problem, you know, and that's where his interceptions happened. You know, that's where they play the coverage. That's where you have these linebackers, you know, Greenlaw. I mean, they just, they make such a problem for you and you, you know when you if you're if you're good in that direction and look where green bay attacked you right down the middle of the field and what you also see is you know the ability to with these teams they do have an element of being able to run the football to when they need to run the football you know and sure. and and i don't think dallas has that and i think that we all kind of understood that that really oh, three-quarters of the way through the season, Dallas wasn't going to be able to run the ball. And and I'm not saying it has to be a full-on just running attack, but you just have to have the ability to do it a little bit. But I was super impressed with the way that some of these defenses played. Um, I'm super impressed with the, you know, it shows you how important special teams are when you start, you know, running fakes and you're missing field goals and you're, you know, it's it's just important to have that kind of shored up the way it was, but the, the but to me the 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 lesson was, you know, Packers did a great job of attacking the middle of your defense, and they and they exposed you for that, but then look what they did against a team that really has good up the middle, and that 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 got them punished. So, I'm all about linebackers and safeties and and people that play the middle of the field for you. Uh, on a weekly basis.
0: See, it's interesting too, because I think if you look at every team that's in the, the conference championship game this weekend, you know, you mentioned San Francisco, but Baltimore, Detroit and Kansas city, like they all have pretty good linebackers. They really like, like yeah, I mean, Baltimore, Baltimore and San Francisco arguably have the best linebacker core in the traded NFL. for one.
1: They traded yeah. for one. They went yeah, out absolutely. and they got Roquan Smith who, you know what they, you know, Baltimore could have sat there and just said, you know what, we're we're okay, we're we're good enough on defense. You know, Queen is he'll be fine. We'll we'll be good. Well, they do. They go out and they get like a, and you know, he he's made a huge difference. Yeah, but that's that's he's made Patrick Queen better. Yeah, that's team building right there. That's that's going out and being willing to, you know, maybe take on a contract, maybe re-sign a guy, maybe you know, there's a lot of things you can do uh, to make your football team better feel like at times Dallas has got a good roster but when they can really make their team better maybe they can't maybe the maybe the salary cap doesn't allow them to do things that you know normal teams do but man I hope that's not an excuse but at times I feel like it is when I watch a team you know get better at the trade deadline you know you know a couple of times then you now that that gets my attention
0: yeah and and we we talk about Again, not just Baltimore and San Francisco. You look at Detroit going and investing in Jack Campbell uh, early in the draft, uh, who who they they really like a lot. And you know Alex Anzalone. And yeah. you look over in Kansas City. Nick Bolton is a really good football player, and and has and helped them a lot. In fact, I think he's averaging like thirteen tackles a game over the last three weeks. He's been a big time impact player for them. So as we look ahead to the Cowboys' off season, and we say, you know, after 2021, when they lost, the the talk, Brian, was, man, we got to get more physical. Got to yeah. get tough. We need yeah. glass eaters. After 22, it was, man, this offense needs to change. We need to reduce sacks interceptions. Uh, now that we hadn't entered this 23 offseason, when they get to Indy here in six weeks or, or a little under six weeks, what do you think when they talk to reporters for really outside of the senior bowl, their, their first real introduction to, hey, here I'm taking a lot of questions from the beater. What do you think the the top list item we're going to start hearing about is? Is it going to be, hey, we got to be better in the middle of the defense at all three levels? We need better defensive tackles. We need better linebackers. We need better safety play.
1: Yeah, I think they tried to. I think they tried to draft Mozzie Smith. I don't know what they're doing with Mozzie Smith now, Bobby. I really don't. And it's been some time again where – uh, Osa Odigizua starts off really well and then kind of fades at the end of the year. You know, it's another one of those campaigns. Yep. Um, you know, they, 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 I think their plan at linebacker to them was going to be good, but they gambled on, they gambled on, uh, Layton Vanderush not getting hurt. And they gambled on that, uh, Damone Clark was going to improve in, in year two. And
0: overshone,
1: yeah, and well, overshone too. But you know, he wasn't available for him coming sure. out of coming out of a, they, you know, they
0: didn't have a good, they didn't have great contingency plans in terms of they really did
1: they really didn't. And you know, you can blame dan Quinn for for things for, you know, and you know every coach you know will have to have to wear things. I think Dan Quinn was trying and, and you've probably heard me on many of these platforms, Bobby and other ones we've been on in our own shows. Dan Quinn was trying to cover up something that he couldn't cover up. I mean, the genie was out of the bottle. Yeah. You know, he, he didn't have enough linebackers. He didn't have enough depth at linebacker, and that hurt them. That hurt them. And, you know, to the credit of the kids that had to step in there and play for, you know, for 13, 14 weeks at linebacker, it was it was tough. And But they weren't, you know, like I could say, I don't know what the plan is for Mozzie Smith. I know watching Chris Jenkins Jr. play at Michigan, it is a <laughs> scheme situation with their with their defensive tackles playing late off the ball. That is something Michigan does every time you watch them play. Their yeah. defensive tackles play uh, they're very read and react. That's what they are. Very read and react, you know. Chris Jenkins is a in this draft, he's a 3 technique but he plays slow off the ball. He plays late off the ball, you know? And so it's a Michigan thing. Now, tell me what they're going to do with Mozzie, you know? Where, where are we going here with this? Are we going to be a 295-pound guy, you know? Yeah, we'll see. But to your – when we the, – the narrative, I think the narrative coming out of – and it might even happen before at the Senior Bowl, Bob. It might happen when yeah. they meet at the Senior Bowl – that they start to talk about, Jerry Jones starts to talk about they need to run the ball better. Well, what did Mike McCarthy say they needed to do better? You know, Mike McCarthy should have just come out and said, we have to limit Dak Prescott's interceptions and turnovers. We have to. And I'm sorry, I put it on Dak. He should have said this. We have to eliminate our offensive turnovers because there were times when receivers weren't catching the ball and all that. But he chose to tell us – they needed to run the ball better. And run the Matter damn of ball. fact, yeah. they did not. You yeah. Know? So I, that's <laughs> there's a couple of different angles that they can they can take in this. Uh, and as we get to uh, these all star games, when Jerry's going to be down there in Mobile, and then when you mentioned when we get to the combine,
0: are they adequately tough? Do, do they pass the the baseline for a team's toughness that you want?
1: You know what, I think they've got the problem, and Aisha Morrison brought this up today on the draft show, and I think she made a really, really good point. She says you have some tough players, you know. The problem is the tough players are your veteran players, you know. You kind of would think that with some of younger guys would step up and be tougher in the way. They drafted Luke Schoonmaker to be a tough guy at the point of attack. He really wasn't. You know, mm. they drafted Mozzie Smith as a 329-pound defensive tackle to play against the run. He really wasn't tough enough there, you know. There are things they, – they they talk about toughness in a way that most people talk about just going out and enjoying the day, you know. It's kind of like, oh, it would be a nice thing to go out and, and do this and do that, but they, they're not. Now, they not – now, they've got tough players. I think Donovan Wilson's a tough player. I think Tank Lawrence is a tough player. I think Zach Martin's a tough player. I think that uh, I think that uh, uh, Tyron Smith's a tough player.
0: I, I think, think Tyler. That, I, I think Ty, if you want to talk about young players, I do think uh, Tyler, Tyler Smith.
1: Smith. Is tough. I, I think that I think that Ceedee Lamb has some toughness to him. The way oh, yeah. he, and in Jake. I think they got some tough players. The problem is they don't have a a just a uh, of the fifty you know the fifty three guys you know they probably have eight guys like that, you know? So to me, we talk about- Would you about include tough.
0: Dak in that tough category?
1: Oh, sure, sure. I mean- and, yeah. and I wasn't, I mean, it's I wasn't easy. saying you weren't. No, it's I easy. Just, no, it's, he, he, Dak, to me, is always kind of a given, you know? Yeah. When you start to talk about giving, you know, the toughness and stuff like that, but that's-
0: And that's, I agree that, and was not saying you weren't, but yeah. No, no, yeah.
1: no. That's the problem, though. That's what you're dealing with right now is that, you know- You've played against some teams this year and you lost against some teams that you just physically weren't, you know, you weren't just, you weren't tougher than them. Some of these teams, some of these teams get behind like the Baltimore Ravens and just using them as an example, the Ravens in that game against the Texans, it was even the whole, you know, the first half of the game was really even. Then you started to see the toughness take over for the Ravens in that game. And you know the Cowboys. You know they don't. They don't have that ability. Buffalo was tougher than them. You know Buffalo schemed them, but they schemed them in a way that like Dallas, you can't stop the run. You're not Eat tough enough to stop the run. So yeah, we're gonna hear we're gonna hear Mike McCarthy talk about and Jerry Jones. They're not gonna mention toughness. They're not gonna mention that. But they're gonna mention you know the other things that running the football. They're gonna talk about that. They're, you know, they're going to and they're going to, you know, they're going to talk about having to maybe play a little bit better, uh, you know, be a little bit better up the defense up the middle, you know, with the linebacker spot and stuff like that.
0: You are listening to the Love the Star podcast. The Love the Stars and Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Brian, as, as you know, we, we talk about there, okay, they, they could clearly stand to get better in the middle of their defense yeah. at several different levels. They need to be tougher yeah. um, in, in a lot of respects. I, I think that that's all a given. When we look at where this stands with the coaching staff, it looks like right now they're going to run back a, a significant portion of their, their coaching staff. I don't know that it's going to be everybody, but it's going to be a significant portion and a lot of your key players, I think, um, you know, if Dan Quinn, if the musical chairs for a third off season sees him standing up left without a chair, uh, I think it sounds like he's, he's probably back. Um, and it, it doesn't sound like they're going to to chase him off, but the, I don't think they're necessarily going to fight to pay out the nose to keep him here. If he gets a job offer, um, like they would have in the past off seasons, but, Assuming Dan,
1: you can't give him any more extension if you're not going to extend Mike McCarthy.
0: Oh, sure, 100. You just can't do that. Yeah. Assuming Assuming Dan Quinn and Mike McCarthy are back, Mm -hmm. who do you think has to earn back? more trust and confidence in the Cowboys fan faithful and and just in the when you analyze this team who has more work to do to undo the damage that was done at the end of this season Mike McCarthy or Dan Quinn
1: I think fans are probably more critical right now of Dan Quinn than they are Mike McCarthy I which is interesting
0: they, you never would have thought we would have hit this point no
1: you and you know I think people will have I think people will have seen what Mike and Brian Schottenheimer and them were able to do with Dak for the majority of the season. Uh, well, I shouldn't say the majority. From week six through you know the end of you know, week 17, week 18, mm-hmm. Dak Prescott was an MVP, was in the MVP conversations. Absolutely. I think a lot of that had to do with Dak. I, I really do. But you got to give Mike credit for working with him. Uh, Dak talked about how Mike helped him and all that. To me, I kind of feel like that's kind of just, you know, trying to show support. I just would like to one time hear Dak, you know, say, you know, you know, damn, I wish we'd have done this, or damn, I wish we'd have done that, kind of a thing, you know. But I I think you got to give McCarthy credit and Schottenheimer credit for what they were able to do.
0: Oh, oh, Uh, and I think I think I I I I, and I think just really quickly, I do think that Dak would consider. I, I do think that there's some honesty there still. I do think that yeah. Dak considers getting out of his way a form of credit of, you deserve credit for, for for letting me do my thing, for being hands-off. I appreciate you not being so such a micromanager and letting me do that. So I do think that there is some sincerity there when he says, hey, I appreciate this because yeah. I think he appreciates being able to run it the way he wants.
1: Dak played really, really well this year. It's just unfortunate that, that- – Things come down in the playoffs, and you know they just can't get it done. You know, Dak, Dak, he plays beautifully at times. He really does. And, but unfortunately, the things that that plague him when he's not good tends to plague him in in the playoffs. And it, I don't think it's the pressure. Um, I think there's, I think there's just, I think that he gets really anxious in these games. I mean, he was brilliant against Tampa last year. You know, just brilliant. Yeah. And so you're you're you know, you see that and you think he's just capable. But you know, Green Bay had a great plan the way they play him. Green Bay's offense really you know, really kind of took it to you in that game. But absolutely I think I I to answer your question, I think that Dan Quinn has gone from this savior to what the hell was he thinking? And you know, a lot of it had to do with what the decisions that they made, like I said, at the linebacker spot. And people are wondering why, well hell, why isn't Mozzie Smith working out? You know? You know, yeah. why is it why is that not you know, the injuries to Banderesh, the digs, you know, those was were huge. Those were huge injuries. And you know, you wanna you wanna say Dan was kind of doing the best he could with the personnel he had, but he's responsible for the personnel too. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He really is. You got to give Jordan Lewis some credit for playing a lot better in the last half of the year. Uh you know, we've seen what Bland was able to do. You got to give him credit for that. But there's some things in that 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 playoff game left a bad bad taste in a lot of fans' mouths.
0: Yeah, and look, I think that we we've got to be careful not to not not to overreact obviously to the the recency bias of of what went on in the playoff game and and issues like that because he's Dan Quinn has shown that he can do a lot of different things that that you haven't seen done here in Dallas with various defensive coordinators for years his teams generate a lot of pressure His teams Mm -hmm. generate a lot of turnovers. Those are two things people wanted to see here for a very long time. One of the the Mm -hmm. biggest criticisms I I always go back to is when, you know, Tyron Matthew was available a couple different times, we always heard not a scheme fit, so they're not interested, and it Mm -hmm. drove people nuts. I think the biggest credit to Dan Quinn and the thing that's changed in three years of him being here is he is one who says, give me just give me football players and I'll make it work. Yeah. I will find something for them to I'll make J Ron Curse, who is a mm-hmm. special team for his whole career. I'll make him an impact player. I'll make Marquise right. Bell play linebacker. This is going to work out. So I think that that's where he deserves a lot of credit. Um, And, and, you know, is still a, a, an impactful person, but he's got, he does have things. And I trust that he'll know this. He has things he has to work on. He's mm-hmm. got to figure out this Shanahan scheme. This well, Shanahan scheme is killing him. And and I don't know the easy fix for that. Uh, One of the big things we talked about this year was motion. Um, If you look at the four games where they allowed the most yards uh, this year, Brian, it was to the team that was third most motion at the snap, fourth most motion at the snap, fifth most and seventh most. Those were the four highest yard games. And you've started hearing that kind of coming out of the building a little bit is like, Hey, we really struggle as a defense with handling some of these teams that, that like to play with motion at the snap and generate some eye candy. And it really makes sun discipline. And that's something that he's got to get better at in terms of as a teacher and as a schemer and in terms of just coaching guys to be disciplined.
1: Yeah, I totally, I mean, I totally agree with you on that, on all the things with, you know, with, with, with Dan and, and the, you know, he, the one thing I know about Dan is he's not going to run away from that. You know, the, the offseason now is going to be spent. You know, Dan Quinn adjusted how he went from he used to call defenses in Seattle and then in Atlanta to where he is now. I mean, he, he – It's different. When, yeah, when he talked about going into, you know, going and taking and learning and all that, I believe him. There's some coaches mm-hmm. that say that I don't believe. I don't maybe in this, I think they maybe
0: just, in this building.
1: Yeah, well, I just I, I don't <laughs> believe it. So, anyway, that's kind of where I'm at on with with Dan because I think he will I think he'll sit down and say, "Okay, were the issues that we had. The biggest problem I had is with this defense Bobby is. When they gave up big plays, communication was a huge problem. I mean, a huge problem. That Green Bay the the the, the plays that Green Bay made Huge communication problems. You know? Now Green Bay might have got a little fortunate too. You know, Romeo Dobbs, he he's they're running a deep over and they get max protection. They got the deep over covered. And what happens, Dobbs is kind of stumbling around and he runs away from Gilmore, and it's like he ran to where he ran to an area where he knew the ball was going to be. He it's like it wasn't like I don't I don't think it was designed for Dobbs to go back inside you know, go inside and then go back to the outside mm-hmm. and then completely lose and unless they're doing a two level read, that, you know, I mean it was almost like that he was just stumbling and falling and okay, well I've got to get over here because I might this is where the ball's going. You know, maybe he saw that the, the deep over was covered and he tried to get, you know, but the communication, I, and I don't know if it's Donovan Wilson or, you know, but to let the to let the the let tight end go like he did, you know? I mean, they're just huge, huge plays. Yeah. You know, the, the inside, the in-breaking route, the, one of the first, you know, when the first series of the game, they throw to Dobbs on the end and he gets it for 20-something yards. And they've got Curse playing free safety and three guys are running with, you know, running with another, with Watson. And you're like oh whoa this is what this is what the this is what the commanders do this is what the giants do you know this is what the you know this is what teams that don't play good defense do you know yeah it it was a you looked like the commanders out there and you looked looked like like the commanders in week eighteen is what we looked like yeah that's that's the thing that surprises me the most is you know when you start to talk about motion does the motion affect communication with the Cowboys secondary, or did it? Or did it affect communication with the linebackers and the secondary? Sure. You know, they have to determine were the busts and the big plays and the chunk plays, communication issues, or just they did not teach it the right way, you know? I I, want to believe that they were prepared, but how prepared? You know, that's... Kind of where I'm at right now.
0: You are listening to the Love the Star podcast, the Love the Stars and Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com.
0: All right, Brian, it is now time to jump into our Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. Get the uh, thoughts of our listeners, some of their questions, their off-season concerns. First one here, this is a a choose-your-own-adventure, Brian, okay? This is (laughs) from Matt Holleran. Which of the following hypothetical duos would you pick to bring back in free agency? Okay, so you get to pick one of these four, mm-hmm. and you got to say goodbye to the others.
1: Okay.
0: Tyron Smith and Dorrance Armstrong.
1: Okay, hang Jordan, on a second Tyron yeah. Smith and D.A., okay.
0: Yep. Uh, Jordan Lewis and Tyler Biotish, so that's two and 63. Got it uh stefan gilmore and dante fowler okay tony pollard and jonathan hankins
1: well okay
0: where which which one are you going with here
1: and i like this i like this game uh me too
0: i'll tell you what question matt
1: yeah really good question very very well thought out uh i got my nickel i got that I'm gonna get my bag. <laughs> Hold on. Give me, uh, give me the first combination of Tyron Smith and and Dorrance Armstrong.
0: Yeah, I see. I, I think there are definitely things to like about this, uh, like, like about each combo. Mm-hmm. Look, when we talk about
1: I'm steal this tomorrow for a radio bit,
0: it's a it's a good question. Good to yeah. get, Matt. You're gonna you're gonna get some play out of this. Yep, you're uh, gonna get
1: a radio question tomorrow at two forty, Cresty's Corner. Out of this one, Beatish
0: is. I, I know we feel like Biatch has some limitations. I do have a hard time when we talk about hey, this team needs to get tougher, I do have a hard time walking away from probably one of the toughest players on your football team mm-hmm. and 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 one of the nastier players on your football team, even though I know there are limitations there. Tyron, you always have the injury question. Is Dorrance Armstrong a more effective pass rusher to me than Dante Fowler? I don't know.
1: Uh, if, you is, put, is, if you put Tyron Smith and Dante Fowler, that would be a no-brainer for me because I love Fowler. I'm gonna
0: there. go I'm gonna go Gilmore Fowler. Hmm. Because I, I do like Fowler and, and I know Gilmore has his limitations, but there's a difference to me, me there's a difference to me between Gilmore when when Gilmore can definitely be your third corner next year with Bland and, and Diggs. This team I, 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 I,
1: This team was a wreck without their left tackle. You know, it was, uh, it, well, was Chuma, it was Chuma it was Chuma Odoga. Tyler Smith will be great out there, Brian. Yeah, but they're not going to play him out there. So <laughs> just stop doing that. Um, yeah, negative you are. right now. to me I think, that, I think, right me, I think that the, the the next interesting one was Tony Pollard and Hankins.
0: Oh, cuz this defense is different when Hankins isn't in there. Yeah,
1: exactly. And but Pollard I'm, wouldn't be expensive, see, I would guess. I think the Gilmore to me, I'm got I've got Diggs coming back, Diggs Bland and then, you know, uh, you know, you'll figure out the nickel from there. You know, but I kind of, man, I I don't, you know, I don't, I, I hate to lose does, Jordan. Does blame does Bland go back in the nickel? Do no, you think? I think so. I think so. And
0: so you you just got to find an outside guy.
1: Yeah, you got to find an outside guy there. So, yeah, I would, it, uh, I, I would say that, but the the Tyron Smith one, because they think they figured out what to do with Tyron Smith. Don't practice him all week, and then just play him in the games, but. And then you know, Armstrong, God, it's tough though.
0: But you're I, saying goodbye. You're saying goodbye to guys you really like. Well, in I'm saying goodbye. I'm,
1: good, I'm saying goodbye to. Yeah, I think Jordan Lewis played very, very well. You know, Biadish. I know I need a better center. I'm sorry. I think you know I, I'm going to need a better center there. I, I get it. He played. He played. You know, he played several games where he was just fine. He's gotten better with the communications over the years. I just, I just need better there. I really do.
0: I, here's what I'll say. I'm. I, I. know you need to upgrade center. I do. I do think you need to find somebody who's going to match his mental makeup, though, in terms of the toughness. And you. You want to talk about the guy who's going to get in the middle of scraps and stand up for your quarterback sure. and set a fiz- like like that is beatish And you yep. do lose something there. I, I know you've got to get better just from a talent perspective. But when you're doing that, please find me somebody who matches that. Like 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 yeah. in, in within the scouting process. All right, uh, next question here from Sean Cunningham. If Dan Quinn lands one of these remaining head coach vacancies, does the later timeline to hire a new defensive coordinator put Dallas at a disadvantage, especially since we don't know who he'd bring from the current staff for a potential in-house promotion? I I, I shift on this a little bit, Brian, mm-hmm. um, because I look at this and I say the, the, filling out a staff is going to be difficult, but I, I think if they lose Dan Quinn, I think – Joe Witt Jr. could get elevated and and get a job there. I think that they could very easily say, you know what, let's call Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer wants yeah, to get back in the NFL. I was just writing
1: down names. I was just Zimmer, writing down names. Yeah, Zimmer, Zimmer Witt, Wink Martindale, yeah. Joe Witt. Um, you no, know, we lost the opportunity. Uh, the our guy in Atlanta uh, got hired. I saw where he he took a job. Um, so yeah, I, I I I think I think that the the fallbacks. I think the fallbacks. I, I don't. I'll be interested because I think Wit. I think Wit. I don't. I think he'd be really loyal to Mike McCarthy. He was with Mike for a long time.
0: He's, he, he's been on. He's been with Mike McCarthy for fourteen
1: years of his yeah, career. Yeah. See, I, I don't think that. I don't think he leaves Mike's side if Mike offers him the defensive coordinator job. I think he takes it.
0: Yeah, and so I think I think Wit makes sense. Or again, like if you wanted to bring Zimmer back. I think he that'd be something I, I think Zimmer, I think the Joneses still think highly of Mike they Zimmer. Do. They do. And and he's a guy who's shown a real adaptability. You were in that building when he was, hey, learn how to coach a three-four. Like and I mean he's he, he's he got, shown he, adaptability. He drew, Dude.
1: He drew Bill Parcell's respect because Bill told him you're coaching this four three for one more year, and then the next year you better learn how to coach a three-four. And it was a top ten defense. With yeah. with <laughs> With that uh, win and Dexter Coakley playing as the inside linebackers, yeah,
0: and doing a damn good job of doing it,
1: doing a damn good job yeah. of
0: it, yeah, it, it was it was absolutely impressive. So there are some of the the names that you can uh, kick around there, Brian. Uh, question from Danny Parlay: Are CD and Micah in any risk of not getting extensions? Do you think?
1: I'm thinking about this, but
0: I don't think CD is. I think CD's here micah yeah. i wonder i wonder if micah wow.
1: where were you where were all you idiots and i'm, I'm pointing <sighs> at you belt not our fan base <laughs>
0: and i lo- and i love micah parsons i think he's a, a, yeah, sure a game record. sure no no do. no you know what it is you know how i look at it because i've said this on the air recently brian you know how i look at this i just wonder you see micah's gotten a couple different times where he's been a little upset or a little uh-huh. frustrated uh-huh. and and those there are those issues I just wonder if not necessarily it's like Cowboys like, huh? We got to get rid of this guy. I just wonder if it reaches does it reach a Jalen Ramsey or a Bradley Chubb point where you get near the end of the rookie deal and they're like, look, you you want different things? We're we're having a tough time with some of these growing pains. Let's just it's best for both of us. You just go. We'll get the draft capital. I do want. I don't think that's likely, but I think it's at least a possibility that it comes to that point at some point.
1: Brought up that possibility five weeks ago and got well. roasted, got <laughs> roasted on it, you know, because, you know, there were things, you know, i asked the question about him slowing down and all that stuff like that, you know, and because mm-hmm. you're just, you're just watching, you know, and everybody's, oh, what are you doing? You're a hater brain, on. You know, I'm like, fine. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to imitate people. Oh, no, I get there. it. But now here we are, here we are where mm-hmm. people now are thinking, Wow, do we need to pay this guy thirty million dollars a year? And there's a lot of people out there that would absolutely do that. I'm talking about fans. I'm talking about fans. But you're in a situation right now where, you know, you you've you can't you're not going to be able to pay CeeDee Lamb all that money. You're not going to be able to pay Micah Parsons all that money. You got to think about Dak Prescott and what that's all about. So. You know, I, I think there is a – you, you brought it up about the, the, the guys that get to the end of those contracts. And can you get a haul for a Micah Parsons that will help you? And this team loves the draft, but will somebody – and there might be somebody out there that, that does, that does trade I- –
0: and these these are just hypotheticals. Nobody freak out in the mentions. Nobody try and trust me. Nobody gonna nobody send this. anything to fan yes, sided gonna, and be like, yeah, oh,
1: people. Former Cowboys yeah. scout. Yeah, get says, ready. They're going to yeah. clip this, and they're going to talk about. I'm just We're telling. We're just having you, man, fun.
0: We're in the offseason. We're talking. Yeah, I'm just
1: telling you right now. Yeah, I, I expect to have some big firestorm. BS thing that somebody clipped and said this and that and the other. Okay. <laughs> we we
0: had we we had an interesting talk and cross talk the other day where where we had a, a strong disagreement. I'm sure we. I, I'm curious where you fall down on this. We threw out the question of Chicago has the first and the ninth pick in the draft this year. Yes, I believe. Would you trade um, Micah for those two picks? No, 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 no. More <laughs> more than that. We we said. Sean Sharif, who we co host with, yeah. was in in strong disagreement with myself and Kevin Hagelin. That I said, we both said that if Dallas offered Chicago Micah Parsons for the number one pick, just the number one pick, we think that Chicago says yes and Dallas doesn't do that.
1: Well, see, now they, they, they I think kiss. Chicago says,
0: I get Micah Parsons, guaranteed yeah. star, and I still have the ninth pick. I'll take that.
1: Yeah.
0: The, the, I don't think they'd give up both of them. But I think they would. I think they would absolutely. I think Chicago would absolutely say, "Yeah, sure, you can have the number one pick for Micah Parsons."
1: Yeah, I mean he's he he's he's a great player. He is an absolute great player. Would but you take that if I mean, you were you know, Dallas? But, but he's a see. They just they did the whole thing with sweat, right? Montez yeah. Sweat. They yeah. Just you know they and would you, would you take they, that? They need the Bears need both those picks. They need offensive players. I mean, she's they got to try and help would you, some.
0: Would you take the pick if you were Dallas though? Would you take the number
1: one for Micah?
0: and a Did chance I know to pick this? Caleb Williams.
1: Oh god. <laughs> Caleb Williams. I'll tell you what, you could take the best, you could take whoever you think the best defensive player in the draft is, you yeah. could take Joe Alt, the offensive tackle from He's so good. Notre Dame, if you want if you want a plug and play left tackle and don't worry about Tyron Smith anymore and put somebody next to you know. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. Know? You could absolutely do that. Where you could take that pick and move it down again, and take another guy who you want, you know? Yeah. You, you, but it, the, the, of course, the number one pick gives you a lot of flexibility. And again, I know this is going to get clipped and it's people just hypothetical, have, guys. It's just all it, we're, we're just, just having fun. We're this just is, doing this. it. We're just doing a podcast here, guys. We just are. <laughs> and it's crap that they probably wouldn't even do. But no, you know, no, I don't you think you so. have to you have to think about but i think we're closer to i think we're closer now to more people in a situation where they're 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 thinking about Micah parson's and they're going oh, okay well before 6 weeks ago it's like stop being an idiot to today it's like mm,
0: yeah if you're if I you're telling me about that, that yeah wh- which which one would and I, I don't think either is likely but if you're telling me which is more likely that the cowboys could Fail to get an extension done and trade CD or Micah. I think Micah is more likely than CD. I, I think CD ultimately gets done here. I think they they buy into CD Lamb's competitive toughness and and the type of traits and growth that he's shown. And I just think that that's the reality of of what it is. Yeah. Fine. All right. That does it for us here today on the Love the Star podcast. We'll have another episode coming to you later this week with all, a lot of other hypotheticals that that will probably anger people. Uh, we've also got uh, a lot of draft coverage coming your way here shortly. Free agency discussion. We'll be out at Super Bowl. We'll be recording a couple episodes while we're in Vegas. Brian, what if we do it on that little Ferris wheel? What if we did uh the, the what the is the high roll. roller? No, the high the roller.
1: God, That'd
0: be great the then. Wheel. Imagine if we recorded a whole podcast on yeah. the high roller and you're just kind of nervous the whole time.
1: Why don't why don't we not do that, Bobby? It sounds like a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> All
0: right, Or Brian Bar- brought us. I'm Bobby Bell. We appreciate you guys so much for hanging with us this season and into the off season. We'll talk to you guys again later.